Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Bobby Orr, behind the left of Sanderson, Hey everyone's fans, welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode 195 brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Mark Allred. Gonna usher right in real quick, Heather Ingerson. Heather, my co-host, my best friend. What's up, girl? Nothing. What's up? Sorry about the technical difficulties yesterday, everyone. Mark especially. Thanks for being patient. It's not my fault. The modem went down. But here we are today. Short show. How's your week been? Uh, it's, it's it's not bad. It's just been really busy trying to get everybody up to speed at the blackandgoldhockey.com, trying to get the um, the podcast network up and running with more consistent shows. So we're weeding out people there. So we're going to be probably looking for more more podcasts to go through. But uh, it's just been a tiring week of uh, lots of things to do, and uh, no, no worries on the uh, on the technical issues. That stuff happens. That's out of our that's out of our range. But unfortunately, it is Monday, uh, September 21st, 2020, and we're doing this after our work hours. So we're going to cut this show to, uh, you know, probably about 45 minutes, possibly an hour. We'll see what happens. But uh, I appreciate you um, coming in and, you know, and doing the time. So it's a rescheduling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but before we get to all the uh, the hockey talks, we do have some topics that we can touch on. I want to talk to you about show sponsor betonline.ag. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From the game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props, betonline.ag gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. 
head over to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use code CLNS50. That's CLNS50. BetOnline.ag, online wagering experts. And that was an interesting ad read from the great folks at BetOnline.ag. Let's get right into these topics, Heather. Where are we going right now? Right now, we're going to talk about, like you said, Stanley Cup is set. Uh, Dallas took game one against Tampa Bay. I was a little surprised on how deeply they did take game one. But, you know, um, it was on there. But uh, suddenly, there seems to be uh, one of the things I this week for me is, do you think we should have kept Anton Hudobin and let Tuca go? Because clearly... Doby might win the Stanley Cup. You know what I mean, the narrative this week. I just thought it was kind of silly to bring up. As much as I do love Anton Hudobin, but I think it is kind of crazy that one of the Bruins takes this week, especially from the fan base that has nothing to do but stew about what might happen with our team because we have heard nothing from the front offices. Uh, What do you think about that? (laughs) The only reason why people are saying that is because he's having such good success right now. And it, I honest to God, and I've been going back and forth on Twitter and people at work telling me that we, they should have, uh, they kept the wrong goaltender. No. Listen, if Anton Hudobin was playing in Boston and this Dallas defense was in front of him as Bruins, yes, I could see the success. If Anton Hudobin was in Boston with his current defensive core, there's no way they get in this far. And there's no way he's doing this good. The team is just on a wagon right now. They are doing good. Good for him. Good for Anton Udobin. It's awesome. It's a great story. He's an old veteran goaltender. He deserves this. It, and, and I hate the Tim Thomas comparison. Drives me nuts. But I know. I cannot stand that. But it's just the way it is. I mean, once anybody goes elsewhere and they have success, it doesn't matter if it's like, Five years, ten years, whatever. They're like, oh, should have kept their guy. Should have kept that guy. It's just maddening. I was thinking that when I was looking at the UFAs of right wings that I might want on my team, I was like, oh, cool. This is half of the people we let go four years ago. Also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, um, I hope Doby. Like, good luck. Um, I'm personally conference loyal, so unless Calgary's in the final in the West, I'm always going to vote for whoever's in the East, unless it's Montreal, because I'd rather. I'm still pulling for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I like went to exactly. bet online. I, still, I went to betonline.ag and put a, a a bet on Tampa Bay winning the whole thing. Yeah, so that's like, are we all on board? No. Would I love to see Anton Udobin just play his way for a Stanley Cup? Good for him. I would be very happy for him. I don't care either way my team got eliminated by Tampa Bay, but I'm conference loyal, so no, I'm, we're not all in agreement we want Dallas to win because I don't like Corey Perry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to uh, bring that up. Um I don't, I don't know what, um, you had kind of put something on Twitter earlier and I didn't know if we just circle back for a second. Again, we're just trying to do a roundabout real quick to get through. Uh, but about the Jacobs aren't going to be able to pay employees or something. And a lot of the teams, uh, Jimmy Murphy wrote an article on Boston hockey now about the, uh, Jacobs family possibly not being able to, or not going to spend up to the cap which is going to be flat for at least a year or two. That's projections right now at $81.5 million. Um, and I think this is going to be uh, landscapes across the league because the fact is of what's going on with the pandemic and so on, and these, uh, these arenas are not allowing fans in the building. So there's no revenue coming in, um, and it's all, mostly it's all TV revenue. Some of the lower markets are not going to get huge numbers uh, in the TV revenue scheme of things. So uh, Jimmy wrote an article and mentioned that um, the Jacobs might not be able to spend up to the ceiling, um, which doesn't automatically mean they're going to be a terrible team, but it also puts into retrospect on what they're trying to do this season on bringing in some free agents uh, during the free agent period to get ready for the upcoming season, whenever that starts. I'm hearing so many different stories right now that it could be December, it could be January, it could be January 15th. The 15th number is per Elliot Friedman because uh, there was a, a, a press conference um, on Saturday with uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman. 
So there's a lot of things that are going on, a lot of moving parts, uh, and, but they're doing the due diligence to get everything in order right now because that's what you have to do in, in, with a situation like this is plan ahead and be, be prepared for whatever comes uh, at, the, at the time. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised people can't pay their bills. Everything has dropped off, but I still don't think it's right not to pay your employees. Uh, the way I feel about it is this. Everyone's going to have to get through. It sucks that people get furloughed and all of that, you know, and that. So um, in planning for next year, Daly and Batman will talk about it maybe more next week, but they had a press conference too. And it's just, it, it is... We keep saying it and everyone keeps saying it. This league is not going to be the same for a couple years. Uh, I think it's too condensed of a schedule if they don't start until after. You know what I mean? They have to at least start. Maybe the winter classic is the first kicks off the games. They can still have the winter classic, their big like showcase game or whatever. But you can also have other teams start that day, too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That'll also make the Winter Classic game, I think, a little more special because kind of losing its luster a little. I don't know. Didn't they already call that? Didn't they already say no Winter Classic, no All-Star game? I don't know if they No bye did. week. I know no bye week, but nothing I don't think has been official. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all, they're still negotiating all of that stuff. At right. least I haven't seen like a presser about like this is how the season's going to roll out. But it's going to be interesting. A lot of clubs, but you know. I do feel bad for the employees, but I also understand like big businesses have taken a giant hit too. Do you know what I mean? And especially we talked about the NHL, they have like a quarter of the revenue every other major sports does anyways, you know? So even though baseball messed it up, they at least had more money to mess it up with than these guys did. A lot of folks don't understand that the the Jacobs family is, their company is, is spread league wide. Their concessions are all over the NHL. It's not just it's not just in Boston. So when they're taking a hit, they're taking a huge hit. And I do understand that the employees should come first. They don't always in the Jacobs eyes. I get that. But folks really need to stop looking at what the company and the family is valued at. Those are asset numbers. This is not what they have, you know, I mean, I, I don't know the term of it because I can't think of it right now. But when you have a business, that's well, say Barstool Sports, four hundred and fifty million dollars because they 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 joined together with Penn uh, Gaming. So, but that that business is not they don't have four hundred and fifty million dollars. That's all in assets. Yeah, it's like liquid assets. Like exactly, that's that's the word place. I was looking for that I couldn't spit out. Yeah, I don't know if that's the actual term, but that's all I can think of right now. But yeah, no, you're right. It's not everybody's heart. It just 2020 sucks. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> we'll say it. Does. We'll say it again. I thought it sucked before. Now we got remote learning. No, I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, all businesses are hurting, and I agree with you. Like, although I certainly will beat on the Jacobs family when necessary, this is something like. I mean, Arizona can't even pay their rent. <laughs> like, at least Jacobs owns the building. And they, How like, sad at least is that? that's one thing he doesn't have to pay. You know, they get served. They get served papers. Or the bank. They get served yeah. papers because they were behind on their rent. And, and I, I don't remember because it's been, it's been so crazy in the office here. But I don't, how long has that been going on? That's, it's, not I just, think since, it's not just a month. No, I thought it said June. They got like, the bill was due in June and now it's September and now wow. it's like you're 90 days late. I mean, I don't know what the process is of evicting a hockey professional hockey team from their own stadium, but that's crazy. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we really have, I, we don't have time tonight, but we're going to get into it more obviously in the coming weeks leading up to free agency or I'm sorry. I had to take a minute because I have to start the morning process of Tory Krug now or I'm going to be unbearable come October 9th. Uh, but there's obviously a lot of craziness. Uh, people are talking about all these people we should get. I feel like, oh, we can't pay Tory Krug $7 million, yet we can go pay someone like $12 million, some of these people. I don't know if you just want to touch upon a little bit about, I don't know how you feel about Petrangelo or whoever. I mean, whatever you're talking about well, uh, or thinking of i don't i don't mind the idea of alex petrangelo um 
but just for the matter, I mean, he is he is a really good defenseman. Um, he jumps into the play. He does those types of Tory Krug things, but he's bigger and he's a little more um, defensive minded. Mm-hmm. I, I love Tory and everything because he's mobile and you know and he can be very good defensive, but he also makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm not going to go you know in a tangent mm-hmm. on that one, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're kicking tires on it, I'm not going to hate it. But the number that he's going to want is is a little, it's you know, it, it's it's mind boggling. But I'm I'm under the impression that if he doesn't sign now, it, it remains to be seen if Petriangelo is going to actually leave or sign. It's just it's just pure rumor right now. But if he doesn't sign with St. Louis and they're actually done with him, they want to move on because of the number that he wants. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And I, I think I heard this on uh, 31 Thoughts, that he might even go somewhere else to win and take less money. And kind mm-hmm. of, I, I, and, and I'm, I'm, paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing this on my own, but kind of stick it to St. Louis and say, listen, you really should have paid me. But he might want to go to a Boston. He might want to go to Toronto. He might want to go... Anywhere that has a legitimate chance to win and uh, and kind of give it to him, you know. But it is tough to lose your captain after so many years. It is tough to uproot your family. Uh, his wife is from St. Louis. They met there so many years ago. So it's there's a lot of moving parts that are going on with, with retaining and signing a player like that. So, I mean, I'd love to have him because, you know, what's funny is he's getting older, Heather, but he's mm-hmm. now producing more offensive numbers as he ages. So if there's an opportunity to get him, I wouldn't hate it. But the numbers just got to be really cap friendly. And if he comes in, you know Tory Cruz ab- absolutely gone. Well, this is a situation with Tory Crew generally. So I, obviously, as a Tory Crew fan, I'm sorry this is all rolling out the way it is. I just don't like knowing, not knowing. You know what I mean? Like if it's whatever. But my thing as a Bruins fan is that if you're going to ship Krug out, what are you replacing him with, right? So, like, I love Alex Petrangelo. I think it would be weird as the captain of the team who won the Stanley Cup to last year or whatever to take less money to win somewhere else when he has a perfectly functioning, you know, of course, it also depends what else St. Louis does. In the, you know, a lot of teams are at the cap. Uh but he's a right shot. So, like, we have to think, say, Chara doesn't play as much if he is here, if he's still here. And if you let Crew go, with down two left shot defensemen, a chronic issue we have in our system. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, the when I look through and I see, there's plenty of left shots that, like, maybe we could hang. I know you threw out, like, Ron Hainsey. I would rather I go did, with I never really. said that. I never no, said before, that. No, no, a couple of weeks ago, someone had brought up him and we had talked about him. I don't mean you said oh, that. Okay. I mean, you had said, generally, you had said it out loud. I do uh, I do have four replacements if you want to talk about I would, that. Can I just say what I'm going to say? This will make you happy. Okay. When I'm looking at the list, if the whole issue we can't give Tory money and you want to get a little bigger, the only person on the list that I absolutely solidly would want to pay is your boy, Brendan Dillon. He's the only one. If I need a left shot that's bigger and can play a little more defensive, he's the only one I like walking in and filling that role and trying to eat up both Tori's offense and Char's defense. Yeah. That's my say on that. Brendan Dillon is a left shot defenseman. Uh, and he currently makes uh, $3.2 million in the 2019-20 season. He's 29 years old. Uh, he's with Washington last year. He had one goal, 13 assists, 14 points. That's tough to, I mean, I just, I, I kind of think that they're, they're on the path of uh, moving on from Krug and his 50, 60, 70-point numbers to get more, defensive sound players, more stay-at-home guys, and more guys that have an edge that when you come in our zone, you're going to pay. And it's, it, I just kind of think that this team is going to get a lot more grittier. I don't like the path it's taking, but listen, I'm starting to buy in that this might be an aspect of the game that the, the Bruins are missing. I'm not saying big bad Bruins all the way through. We don't need enforcers. We don't need this. We just need complementary players that can be tough in, in the zone. 
if other teams can do it to us, we should be able to do it to them. So I also have uh, Mark Borarecki. Uh He's a left shot, left defenseman. He makes $1.2 million uh, last season. He's a 30-year-old 30 30 year uh, guy. Uh, Senators last season, he had 7 goals, 11 assists, 18 points in 53 games. Another person uh, to look at is probably TJ Brody. He's a left shot right defenseman, but using that left shot, you can possibly put him over, transition him to the left side. A little higher in the price, though. He's a $4.6 million defenseman. Uh, he's 30 years old, too. He's with Calgary last year. He had four goals, 15 assists, 19 points, and 64 games played. And then my last one that I would think about with the with the whole left shot thing, uh, Dmitry Kulikov. Um, yeah. He's a little high, too, with the, with the cap hit at $4.3 million last season. Uh, and all these numbers that I'm going out are, are cap hits, AAVs. They're not actual salaries. So um, he's 29 years old. With, with Winnipeg last year, he had two goals, eight assists, 10 points, and 51 games. So just those guys right there basically for me are just addressing a certain need, and that's toughness and being more defensive sound. You're not going to get a ton of freaking offense from them. You might get a, a slap shot goal or... Or anything like that, but you're not going to get an end-to-end rush like Krug used to be, or, or Krug can do on a regular. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting regardless. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing out some. I'm not saying that these are players I would love to have. I would love to have a guy like Brendan Dillon that can be a bigger player, but be more offensive. You know, you're going to have to come in layers. When you go against Tampa Bay, you need to come in layers. If you can't do it on the first line, these defensemen that are coming through the neutral zone and coming into the offensive zone are going to have to be able to put the puck in the net too. Yeah, that's why I mostly settled on Dylan as who I think would most fit in to like rearrange the top four or whatever on our back end. But I did, I I mean, it's not that I didn't consider anyone else on the list, but my thing with if we're making up for size, I don't want to lose too much of the offense because I'm not worried about Grizzlick and McAvoy making up for the actual, like, you know, points, quote unquote, or whatever, and all that stuff. I feel like that being adjusted will lead to eating some more of the point, maybe lost that you would get. But if you're going to not sign Krug, then you better get yourself someone who's a little bigger. But you also don't want to sign someone too old either because that's part of the argument about arguing against Krug, right? There's not a lot of high, I don't want to say high end, that's like unfair, obviously, they're professional hockey players. But like people, you don't want to spend too much, but you also don't want to get too little for what you are spending. Because I think that we also should be going out trying to get better in our top six and I don't want to spend all my money. So that's kind of why I settled on Dylan, because he kind of gives me what I want, and even if he gets a little pay raise, it's not going to be as significant as Tory's hit would be, and he's going to help you defensively. That's me. So um, that being said, I, I keep trying to think of a dream winger for Krejci, and unless we, like, blow our whole lives up, or get rid of Krejci and get into thing. I, I don't know what we're going to do about up front, like maybe trying to get that in free agency. It just, I don't know. So that was really it. We'll talk about it more. I know you wanted to talk about trade rumors and stuff, but for the sake of doing this power podcast, uh, do you have well, much more to say about that? Any more rumors? And no well, no, I, I actually do. I actually do have um, some UFA forwards that I'd like to touch on. I think we should do the UFAs this week and possibly look into some trade scenarios next week when we have a little more time. Yeah, whatever. Um, I I do really, uh, it depends on what Vancouver does with this guy, but Tyler Toffoli is is another one that I really want to grab if if available. Uh, He plays uh, the right side and the left side on the wing. He made $4.6 million last season. He's a 28-year-old uh, forward. He had 24 goals, 20 assists, 44 points in 68 games last season. If he's available and we can afford him, I'd definitely grab him. Um, 
Another one that's intriguing is uh, Evgeny Dadanov. I know Chris Bayeski, um, he from Topsoft Hockey, he mentioned um, him in a recent article that was published today. Uh, he's $4 million uh, last season. He's 31 years old. Uh, he played for the Florida Panthers last year. And he had 25 goals, 22 assists, 47 points in 69 games played. Um, you know, the, you're going to get these guys that are a little older and longer in the tooth, uh, more towards their 30s, but they're still effective players. Uh, Vladislav Nemestikov, uh, he plays all three um, forward positions, so he could very versatile. Uh, he made $4 million last year. Uh, he's 27 years old with the Avalanche. He had 17 goals, 14 assists, 31 points, 65 games. And then if you wanted just a complimentary player that's going to be just that that hard-nosed type of a player, I'm, I'm, I, I know I think I mentioned it before, uh, Thomas Noshek, he plays cent, uh, left wing, sorry, center left wing, and he only makes a million bucks. So and he's 27 years old with the Golden Knights last year. He had eight goals, seven assists, 15 points, 67 games. You really don't know what these guys can do uh, with a different um, uh, change of scenery. Let's put it that way. You know, you, you could probably get the best out of them with the Boston club that is constantly, you know, making the playoffs. They're always kind of in in there. You know, they're a really good team during the regular season. Um, so you might be able to see some of these guys really shine and be that that small investment that is uh, is a high reward. But um, it, these aren't things that I'm, I'm, I'm you know guaranteeing or anything like that. It's just something that I'd like to see them look at for for the price um, and if they have the cap space to deal it. You know, and who knows? We've heard several times in the past couple of weeks that uh, Don Sweeney and 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 um, and uh, management, they want to make a big splash, and, and they want to make big changes. So we'll see what happens with that. See, I think the big changes are going to happen on the front end. Something's going to give up there, whether it's in the system, you know, like someone who maybe isn't, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not in the Krejci's getting traded camp. But there are a lot of medium-sized people who I think fans would be upset about, you know what I mean? And really would change the dynamic on this team a lot. I haven't really pondered all the UFAs on the forwards because there's so much to think about on the front end. What are we going to do with the kids down in Providence? What are we going to, you know, like how are we going to get rid of some money? Like I'm with, it's just so much to think about because whether you sign Tory Kruger or not, this team still does not have that much cap to sign what they need. And it's going to be interesting on how Don Sweeney makes money happen. You know, like, can we move John more? Can we, I don't know. So I'll revisit the forward section because there's just so much. Cause I, that I can't get out of my head. Cause I think we need more movement up there than we do on the defense. Do you know what I mean? I, that's just me. But uh, speaking of kids in the system, what's his I'm sorry, what's his name? Oscar Steen, his rights were traded from the Swedish League SKA to uh, KHL, I think Sochi. I don't quite remember. I believe that's what it was uh, the other day. That was interesting to me because I'm not like you. I don't know everything about rights and contracts. And I know like sort of how things move, but I just thought that was funny how you can loan somebody out and then their rights to be loaned out can be moved somewhere else and stuff. like. Well, it's kind of... It's kind of like the North American style of hockey. You could be a college player, right, NCAA, but you can also be drafted in a priority draft by uh, a Canadian Hockey League team. So like Jack uh, John Beecher, he plays for the, um, the um, oh my God, Minnesota Wolverines. But his rights in the Canadian Hockey League belong to the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. So when, when Steen uh, was playing over in Sweden and in pro leagues, and when he's got drafted, an SA, an, uh, a KHL team actually drafted him. So they hold his rights. That doesn't mean he's going anywhere. It's just, a, it's just a, the rights to move. Yeah. So he's still going to be in the, uh, in the SHL playing over there. 
until the NHL training camps happen over here in North America. Steen will be with the Bruins for that and then filter down to the American Hockey League whenever that league starts up or whenever camp starts up in that particular minor pro system. Sometimes I wake up and I wish that it was like the Wizard of Oz. We'd wake up and we'd all know 2020 and messing up all of 2020 and 21 seasons. <laughs> it's all just a dream. And you were there and you were there. Just yeah. <laughs> in there. Um, but uh, let's see what else we have. Well, we have a couple ask BNGs. Um, so I want to start Maria of Watertown, writer on uh, blackandgold.com. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, Maria at, of H2O Town says, which is a greater need for the Bruins in planning for the next season, defense or off- defensive or offensive help? FYI, I'm frankly over management, trying to bridge with just uh, either with just another guy. Sorry, Maria, I read that wrong. But just another guy, like meaning just like going and getting someone uh, just to put them there. That really doesn't solve any of our problems. Uh, thank you, Maria, as always. Sorry, I just fumbled that. What uh, say you, Mark? The both. They need to address the five-on-five scoring. You cannot keep winning on the power play. Your success cannot be always on the power play. So you need to be better on the five-on-five. You need to address that with a sniper or somebody that's get uh, consecu- consecutively 30 goals a season. Um, and the defense, too. Defense needs an upgrade. If you're going to lose Krug, get an upgrade. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't see with this salary cap, the flat cap, and everything that's going on with that whole situation, possibly the, the Jacobs not spending all the way to the cap. I don't see both happening when it comes to money. It's probably going to be one of those things that um, one is going to take a priority over another. Hopefully, it's a forward thing. Um, I do believe in the defense. I don't strongly believe in our defense moving forward with an aging Chara and so on and and some complementary pieces, but I want to see more goals. Goals are eventually what win games at the end of the uh, at the end of the game. So let's let's address that. If you have the cap space, if you make moves, and if you're a bold GM and you want to show some social hair on that brass, then go out and address both needs if you're in a win-now situation, which I do believe they are, but I just don't see having the the capital to do any of these big, big moves to get uh, both needs addressed. Um, I definitely think it's more offensive than defensive help that we need. But again, that's also contingent on obviously if crew and if Char is not here or again, if he is here, Char is going to have a diminished role. Like, you know what I mean? He's not gonna, I mean, what can you do? It's nothing about him not being a beast. He is a beast. You know what I mean? But it's just the natural progression of things. Uh, I I don't know. I'm torn between I hope Don Sweeney grows a set and like something goes big and but good, like big in the way that we're all like, oh, my God, at first. And then we see what we're getting back and we're like, oh, my God, Don Sweeney. Yes, I love you. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think that will happen. <laughs> That's just in my dream world. Uh, I just been a Bruins fan too long because whenever there's the oh, my God deals, it's usually not in a good way. So hopefully unless that happens. But um, I think it's easy. I don't want to say it's easy, but I think it's easier to compensate for losing Krug and maybe Chara. But even if Chara is still there, obviously just the minutes and everything that, I mean, Chara, he does everything, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Uh, That's a little easier money wise to probably fill the gaps in there because we do have, like, I think Clifton can just be up, you know what I mean? And if you want to put Lowe's on too, you know what I mean? Like we, you can make that happen. I, even if Euro's not ready or whatever else, like, I think we have enough that if you can get a legitimate defenseman in there to help the back end, make them a little bigger, you know, whatever, Carlo and Grizzly and the kids are going to be all right. Do you know what I mean? In the end, everything's going to be all right on that end. They do need to address offense. We can't. And especially if you're not going to keep Tory Krug, it's going to take at least a season before McAvoy and Grizzly and them or whoever ends up on that power play really solidified point production and especially if we're still only relying on the front line you know what I mean like it's the top line you know so again this what do we go back to what's going on with the second line you know so I don't know I feel like that's where if we're going to spend the cap money though 
I am in the camp to resign Jake DeBrusque. I don't know who told him he's worth six million. He's not, but he does it's deserve a pay bump for. Oh my god! So many he people. does deserve a pay bump for. He's got a couple years in, and he only makes like eight hundred thousand something. It's not like he costs that much right now. So he's gonna get his bump. Well, he's you still know, on his entry level deal. Right. So exactly, but he has played professionally for a couple of years. Is all I'm saying. So right. I think that we need to sign Guerrero's number one, number two. We need to get Jake DeBrus maybe to sign a couple year bridge deal. The kind that if he's still not doing what he needs to do, we can ship him I'm out. I'm sorry to say this, drop him in Seattle or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Because that gives him another opportunity. He's got experience, he's got whatever. Um, but hopefully something big happens on the end. All right. Ray Guarino. Yes. Is that Gua- right? Guarino. Greg Guarino, yeah, Guar- Guarino right? Yeah. Ray. Uh, Ray Guarino. Yeah. Yeah, he said like "guar," right? Like the group. That's yeah, he did say that on Twitter. That's pretty funny. Uh, that's awesome that we get that reference to start with. You know, like the group "guar." That's awesome. Okay, so but he asked if Stanika is ready for a full time center position. Should the Bruins explore moving Krejci? I know he has limited no trade clause at fifty percent of the league, but freeing up some of his money and Krug's money will give them a lot of flexibility to improve the team. Uh, and he put down like OEL uh, Taylor Hall. Rob, I just messed up his name. Daz Zarov, I think. I don't know. I messed it up. But um, what say you? Thank you for the question, Ray. Um, not up in the middle. No, I, I honestly don't see um, great crest from where, by the way. I don't see them exploring any trades for Krejci because I don't think any other team out there is going to take that $7 million AAV on their end when... It's a flat cap. Maybe if Krejci was a five, four, five million dollar player, they probably would bite on that. But I think in any deals uh, moving forward, uh, the Bruins would have to retain salary, and that's just not a good idea moving forward with all the cap situations. My thing is, is, is I've always wanted to see Stadnika up the middle, but listen, it's a lot easier for a center to transition to the right wing or a wing period it's harder for a center to start off their pro career i'm, I'm sorry it's, it's harder to start off as a winger and then move to the center position so in my opinion i would like to see next season i would like to see sadnika possibly play on the right side and uh and then when center positions are more available then he'll transition over and then get into his natural position up the middle. And then we can start filling in these players uh, with uh, some uh, entry-level deals or whatever. Whatever we got to do. The plug-and plays, you know. I definitely don't think... I think Krejci should just... He's getting paid his money till the end of his contract. And what happens with Krejci after that will happen... I don't think Jack Stignica is anywhere ready enough, you know what I mean, to kind of replace that. I mean, Krejci isn't just about being a center on the second line, who he's also been the top line center on, so, you know what I mean, whatever. Him and Bergeron have kind of bounced around back and forth in their career. That just his role generally on the team, I don't think he's ready quite enough for a full time at that. That's just my thing with him. I think he'll be fine in the future. I like what I see with this kid, but uh, this goes back to my pushing too far too fast and what that can sometimes do to development. Do you know what I mean? But I'm all for if he needs to come up and fill in at center, and that's great. And maybe the year after that, he becomes one of the centers. That's fine. Um, You want to hear hear a bold, bold um, roster change from myself? Oh, God, am I going to want to... I can't handle any more on this Monday, Mark. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Look at you hiding. I love it. <laughs> Krejci on the top line, Bergeron on the second line. Second, I know you love... This. Second line of DeBrusque, Bergeron, Stadnika. Do not, do not take Coil and put him on the right side for the pure fact of putting Stadnika third line center. Dumb. In my opinion, it's just not right. No way. Flip that shit around. Uh, it's only for one more year. I, I don't want Charlie Coyle on the right side either. No, I like terrible. him in the center. Okay. Um, 
I don't care whether Bergeron or Krejci is the top or second. It doesn't matter. Like I said, to me, they're interchangeable. They're not the same player, but they're interchangeable in my heart for what they do and what they bring, you know? I think maybe a change up in the center position there is a good idea. I don't know if, again, like I haven't seen enough of Jackson Nika to really think he needs to be playing that deep up on the line. Do you know what I mean? I just, I don't know that, you know, and it's not because I distrust him. It's just, I haven't really seen him enough to see, you know what I mean? I do think it might be good for DeBrusque though, if they do re-sign DeBrusque to maybe give him Bergeron for a little bit and see what happens with that. Uh, but Jake, I think is his own worst enemy. I don't think it has anything to do with him or crazy. I think he just needs to learn to stay on his feet. And, uh, I always say to my kid, it's the Scooby-Doo legs when your brain is going faster than your feet or whatever kind of thing. Sometimes, you know, you got to slow it down and find your group. So I'm not opposed to that, but I'm just not sure. Stadnika second. I just don't know. And that's nothing judgment on him. It's just, he is young. He doesn't really have a lot of games up on that level. And that's a, big place to play next to Bergeron or Krejci. You know what I'm saying? So nothing against him, but we'll see though. I mean, what can you do if they maybe can dump some cap and get some other people in there though? We don't know. That's not an option. I'd, I'd probably rather have a more seasoned person playing next to Krejci or Bergeron on the right. You know what I mean? But I mean, I'd give them a try, but we still need a plan B. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. Uh, but I absolutely do not think David Krejci is getting traded i just he's not like if anything that core group of bergeron Krejci, tuka whatever chara they're having one more run together as a group they are and that's not like they're not like they're not those five or whatever they are absolutely the kids that were the kids in 2011 that are the grizzly veterans now not counting chara he was already he was the grizzly vet then already you know uh that's happening so Anyone all right well, we're gonna get up Huh? Any more BNGs? No, those are the only ass BNGs. Uh, so we're uh, moving on because we're almost done. Let's power through the rest of this. We got this. Uh, USA Hockey Hall of Fame, Dan Blaze, uh, Tony Granado, Jenny Potter. Yay! She's a beast. Sorry. Gold sheep. The best. And uh, but I mostly wanted to bring up Jerry York, uh old very long time. Uh what is he in like his 27th season as BC's head coach? He's hockey legend, uh thorn in my side as a BU fan. But uh yay, Jerry York, hockey east, uh getting the call in as being uh just great at what he does. He just is magical. So I just want to say Congratulations on that. Uh, any words about Jerry York, legendary in our area? Yes. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable coach. Development all the way. Uh, NCAA legend and, and been around forever. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, good for him. Um, but sadly, we did lose Jack Kelly. Uh, he, uh, longtime coach of BU, uh, coached them to their first two national championships and kind of made BU hockey, men's hockey, be what it is. Uh, also, big part of, uh, well, they were the New England Whalers, but then eventually Hartford Whalers. The WHA. Uh, yeah, he, uh, I mean, he did pretty much everything. He, ended, he was the president of the Pittsburgh Penguins, was kind of his last, like, when he was involved. Uh, but he's just to like speak on him for a second. And it, I mean, he lived a nice long life, 93 years, but he's in the Belmont high hall of fame, BU's hall of fame, USA hockey's hall of fame, uh, main sports hall of fame, the heart for whalers hall of fame, which I'm sure they still honor in Carolina because they don't ignore their past. You know what I mean? They embrace it. Uh, so that was a sad thing. Uh, to go on um, other NHL awards, which we're trying to wrap up so you can get on there. Uh, number one, we know uh, the Vesna of who's going to win uh, Tuco. We hope, right. I uh, hope so. Who knows if they will. We got the Calder still to go. I think uh, Quinn Hughes is winning, but uh, that's that. Kale McCarr. Ted Lindsay. Yeah. I don't know which one, like either one. I'm not going to be mad. I just really, it's hard to, I don't know. I keep bouncing back and forth. What did I check off? I actually checked off Kale McCarr, but I feel like Quinn Hughes might win. Uh, we got the Ted Lindsay. Uh, I think Leon Drysaddle is probably getting that one. Uh, what else do we have? There's only, oh the Hart Trophy, the big one, and the Norris, which I personally I hope Roman Yossi gets because I really love Roman Yossi and I would like him to get that. Uh, 
And that's uh, all I got on my end. Uh, Jeff Ward, I know you wanted to say a few things about Jeff Ward and Rick Bonus. Do you want to do that real quick? Um, yeah, trying to find. That's okay. so stupid. All right, uh, Jeff Ward, um, former Boston Bruins assistant general uh, coach. God, I'm terrible today. Um, <laughs> finally getting his chance, you know what I mean? Gets the interim uh, tag taken off and uh, is the full coach. But this guy was um, destined to be a bench boss. Um, he's with the Bruins, left. Uh, I don't remember where he went, but then all of a sudden he went over to be the bench boss over in Germany. I believe, and um, came back over with a, with a vengeance to 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 finally get that job, and 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 good on him to to finally get there. So, congratulations to Jeff Ward, class act. Okay, and uh, we also uh, have one uh, that you wanted to touch on, who's actually has a game tonight to play for the Stanley Cup, uh, well, coach for the Stanley Cup at least. Rick, what do you have to say about him? Rick, uh, Rick Bonus, uh, former Boston Bruins coach, but Rick goes a long way into uh, into hockey. So uh, I remember him when he was the uh, head coach of the Maine Mariners, and then got hired as the uh, Boston Bruins coach. Only here for a season, uh, probably because Jacobs couldn't afford the coaching staff, and he moved on. Went to Ottawa and then just really just bounced around place to place. But honestly, good on Rick for um, where he's wh- what he's doing right now with this Dallas Stars team. Uh, they seem to be a, a, a wagon, but uh, you know, I, I really I still want the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning to win this series and, and the Cup. I like to keep it in the East and so on. But also, former Bruins that are on the team. Not a fan of Tyler Sagan or Anton Hudobin, but if they win, they win. But if not, it's just I'd rather rather not see that or hear about it. More or less, as I don't want to hear about it on Twitter. Like, oh my God, he got a cop. We should have kept him. We kept the wrong goalie. Blah blah blah. It's just you're gonna hear a dumpster fire, all that bullshit. Honestly, I I'm not a Tyler Sagan person. I'm like, not he's either. A perfectly he's fine a good player and everything, but it's, no yeah, show in these playoffs. T- Twitter the other week, I'm like, can we stop acting like Tyler Sagan is God's gift to centers? Because he's not. He's a good center. Like, he's a solid center. But it's not like he's been the superstar standout center. You know, whatever. Right. Like, how many, you know, whatever. Um, I do like other people on their team. You know, whatever. I, But I'm, I'm definitely, I'm an East snob. I'm very much like, same thing in the Super Bowl. You better wow me on the other side because I'm probably voting for the AFC. It's just a thing with me. Uh, we're doing awesome, but we also want to mention Bill Armstrong's named uh, GM of Arizona. Good luck. Yeah, Bill Armstrong, he's uh, um, a former assistant uh, coach with Peter Laviolette in the Providence Bruins um, back in the day. Both of those guys won a call the cup with that team in 1998-99. The first call the cup of the uh, Providence Bruins uh, long history since 1992. And they still uh, continue to go on. But uh, good on him. He, he was also a, a former player with the Providence Bruins. So he's got some ties here. So um, hopefully he can... You know, uh, get the job done out in the desert and so on. But um, I'm still surprised that a guy like Mike Fuda uh, remains out there. He was the uh, former GM of the the uh, Los Angeles Kings under uh, Mike uh, De- Lombardi. I can't even say his first name. I don't even remember. But um, yeah, hopefully he gets a job soon. But uh, good on Bill Armstrong to finally get his uh, his uh, rise to fame. Well, we have not begun starting the total blow up of the front ends of everyone's so worried about what's happening at free agency and this and that. There's been some moves. There's been some moves, but pretty soon we'll see GMs and all those other positions and head coaching. Like those will start moving around too a little bit more. Uh, Speaking of that, Peter Laviolette was named head coach of Washington, which is that's going to be crunchy because that's exactly what Washington needs is a Peter Laviolette to kind of swoop them back around to their Stanley Cup selves from a couple years ago. You know what I mean? 
So I think that's a good match. It's scary, obviously, because we are an Eastern Conference team. But I think that's a good uh, matchup. And we'll see how that rolls up. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. There's uh, that's about it. I know there's a million trillion things we could talk about. I could talk about how um, I saw from I, who I know is a rabid Bruins fan that apparently Charlie McAvoy was at Cider Hill Farm in Amesbury yesterday. Uh, I don't know that for sure. People check out his Instagram, which is apparently where the picture was posted, but uh, looked like Cider Hill to me. That's just all I'm saying, uh, which I think is fun because apparently they're Cider Hill uh, Cider Donuts not a free ad but they really are delicious you know what i mean and they must be that famous you know i don't know why i was up here so i wanted to mention that but that being said nhl awards are starting in three minutes let's wrap up yep. what do you want to wrap oh let me i go first right at the wrap up i don't know um oh i did want to say thoughts and prayers to james white the patriots player his family his parents got into a really bad accident so thoughts and prayers um and z has a thing on that i hope someone dvr'd because if you're here with me or you um so follow Mark, follow me if you feel like it. I'm one person away from 100 followers, you crazy people. Nice, nice. I'm just saying, I don't even say anything, really. I mean, I do, but I don't. Um, I don't have that big of a mouth, but sometimes when I have a big mouth, it's like I'm just like blah, 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 like on everybody. I don't even care. Um, that's it, I think. I mean, rate and review, listen. Sorry this is so short. Next week, I promise I will blab more and get yeah. Mark to blab more. We're, we're good. Kind of rush this one, folks. Um, we're just really on time constraints. We don't like really doing shows after a long work day because it's very, very frustrating to get everything done. But anyway, I do want to say thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the Patreon members. Thank you to the guys and ladies that share our program and contribute financially, whatever. You guys are all what makes this all go around. So we want to thank you all for that. Uh, we will have a, a bigger program next week, a longer program. So we'll be definitely back on next Sunday and doing our thing. But right now, I got to get to article edits and get ready for a potential Tuka Rask Vizina Trophy winning article that I need to proofread first before we send it out. So with that <laughs> being said, thank you very much, everybody. Have a good week. Be safe. Peace out. Goodbye. Thanks again for listening to and supporting the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com, and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out!